0: Podcast. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. That's B I Z Z A R O And you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook at Justin Bizarro. You can also find the podcast at Justin the Food Entrepreneurs on Facebook and Instagram as well. Uh, real quick update. I appreciate everyone reaching out. All the emails, all the DMs about the Food and Beverage Entrepreneur Summit June 3rd and 4th in Milledgeville, Georgia. Um, we are currently still a go. Uh, However, if we do need to postpone it, um, we're not going to cancel it. We're going to do it all online, June 3rd and 4th. We'll probably do two half days um, online. So anyone that has a registered ticket from Eventbrite, they are free tickets. Uh, You can get them on Eventbrite. And all registered guests will have access to a YouTube and Facebook video that we'll do live for the event. So we will continue to do the event. If we can't do it in person, we're going to turn those particular two days into um, a live feed on Facebook and YouTube uh, with the motivational speakers and the guest speakers um, who are willing to get online and do it online. So that's how we're going to handle it. So thank you, everyone, for reaching out. Um, We're just trying to adjust and make sure we continue to move forward and give everyone hope. What I mean by postponed is if we do uh, go in that format and do a live event on the 3rd and 4th, we will transition to a in-person event probably later in the fall um, as things clear up or when this thing sort of comes to an arrest, if you will. So I can't really talk this morning, everyone, so I apologize about that. But today I have with us DeMario Presley. He's been on a few podcasts already. So DeMario, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well, sir. I'm doing well. How are you guys?
0: I'm doing well. So DeMario is a pretty big guy anyone knows and listen to the podcast he's an ex-NFL player but he is small in stature to our next guest who's on the phone who I'm about to introduce is Reggie Kelly of Kyvan Foods how are you doing today Reggie?
2: Doing excellent excellent Justin excellent DeMario man good to touch base with you guys again excited about the opportunity to be on.
0: Yeah, in, in case the fans don't know I'm trying to rile up DeMario so he gets all like fired up on the podcast by calling him smaller
1: uh it's 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 not um it's it's not usual or common that i look small but
2: i i definitely look small standing next to reggie but mario let's listen now listen don't let justin stir the pot You know you played for the saints you know, I play for the Falcons, so he's just trying to get a little tension going. He's trying to get a little something stirred up here in the pot. Don't fall for Don't take the bait. Do not take the...
1: <laughs> I, I know. You, you know what, man? I'm going to try not to. I'm going to try not to, but sometimes whenever I'm on the phone with the Falcon or I'm close to a Falcon, I just get real itchy. So <laughs> please, just please, please forgive me if I do kind of fly off the rails. I'm really sorry.
2: <laughs> Apology accepted in advance <laughs>
0: <laughs> So I, I really want to dive into some things But Reggie, you want to introduce yourself And sort of talk about Kyvan Foods real quick And anyone who's listening And Reggie has been on the podcast before And you can go back and listen to that episode But I wanted to give everyone a quick refresher
2: Yes, um, thanks Justin Kaivan Foods is a brand started by my wife and I um, A little bit over 10 years ago now, we named this particular company after our kids. My daughter, her name is Kyla. My son's name is Kavin. We combined the two to come up with Kaven. And so we specialize in innovative, in most cases, never before seen sauces, seasonings, salad dressings. And the kicker is most of our ingredients only use clean, natural ingredients. So we try to service a lot of retail stores, but also the food service sector as well. And we love partnering with companies that are, they have a lot of integrity, companies that do things the right way. And we want to continue to build this brand, not just for the sake of making money, but for the sake of giving back, being an influence, um, doing things with integrity and making sure we lead the way and leave the right legacy behind. So we're excited about the opportunity. As I like to say, I I kind of segue from the gridiron to the cast iron, and it's been great ever since.
0: So, Reggie, I love what you guys are doing. I think one of the cool things that you guys do is the sweet potato that you guys um, put into every one of your products. So, tell us a little bit about why you use sweet potato.
2: Well, Justin, as you as as you guys know, sweet potatoes is known as as a superfood, and there's so many different benefits to sweet potatoes. And so, we just wanted to take full advantage of all of those benefits that sweet potatoes have to offer, and put those benefits in condiments that we specialize in, in as well. Uh, one of our a unique products that we were the first to bring to market is the sweet potato barbecue sauce. Now, a lot of people, when they hear a sweet potato barbecue sauce, you're going to get at least two emotions. First emotion is probably going to be, wow, that sounds great. The other one is, oh, man, get away with me with that. Get far away from me with that because, uh, sweet potatoes, <laughs> nowhere. No way can you add sweet potatoes to a barbecue sauce. But my R&D department, we masterly created a masterpiece in my mind It's a product where you really don't taste a lot of the sweet potato notes, but you know that they're in there. And by adding sweet potatoes to a barbecue sauce, you instantly get a number of key nutrients, vitamins, and also minerals like magnesium, manganese, vitamin E, vitamin A, all the B, vitamin Bs. Um, Even you get fiber that comes from sweet potatoes in this particular barbecue sauce. And here's the kicker. It tastes absolutely great you would never be able to tell that this is a sweet potato infused barbecue sauce. Uh, We stay away from all the artificial ingredients, no high fructose corn syrup. We actually also add honey in this particular product um, just to add a little bit more flavor and a little bit more thickness to the consistency. And so we do little things like that with sweet potatoes that are pretty much um, different from what's already on the market, but we've been getting some really good reviews from that and, We decided to take it a step further. We know that people love to eat salads, and when people are eating salads, we know that we're eating salads because we're trying to either lose weight or eat healthy. So why not add a healthy salad dressing to your salad? So we created the first ever sweet potato vinaigrette salad dressing, and I tell you, it will not disappoint as well. So we're trying to stick with this sweet potato theme because we know that sweet potatoes are filled with so many vital nutrients. And by adding that to our diet, it's kind of like you're killing two birds with one stone. You get great flavor, but you also get a healthy component with our condiments. And so that's the reason why we're trying to do more sweet potato-infused products.
0: Well, and one of the things I want to point out, Reggie, and I love this, because sweet potato – sweet potato has all the nutrients and vitamins you talked about but one of the things it does is it's a natural sweetener also you don't need to add sugar in when you're mixing it in with your products and you can taste the sweetness and you wouldn't know that it comes from a sweet potato Um, and my palate picks up the sweetness but it's also coming in a natural way which i like as well and i think we're seeing that in a lot of other foods i recently saw almond milk they now blend bananas in it to give it a sweeter taste and almost like a milkier flavor um and it's what sweet potatoes do also it's a starchy thing but it has all these nutrients and it is sweet so it can add that flair to it without adding a ton of sugar to something so you're naturally getting that sweetness without making it unhealthy with all the sugar so i think that's really cool what you guys are doing
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and knowing that you are a fellow foodie, so you pretty much can understand where where we're coming from, especially, like I said, we're we're living in such a time where everybody's trying to get an edge in regards to eating. Everybody wants to eat food products that taste really, really good, but yet we don't want to eat food products that are really bad for our health and have so many different synthetic ingredients, synthetic chemicals. Um, and also stuff like high fructose corn syrup. And so to eliminate that, we can substitute a lot of those bad ingredients with healthier ingredients that can serve the same purpose, but also give you key nutrients and vitamins. It's kind of like a win-win situation. You're killing two birds with one stone, to be honest with you. And um, I think consumers are really, really taken taking into it because it's, again, anytime we can eat and eat healthier And then trying to leave that type of legacy for our kids to pick healthier options, I think it's just going to continue to trickle down from generation to generation.
0: And and I agree with that. If we can make food taste better, um, kids will generally eat it. And if it naturally tastes good like your products do, and they're better for you and healthier for you, I think that that's just the right step in the right direction, which is why I love what you're doing so much, Reggie, and I love your products, and I know Everyone at Food Service Partners, we've all tried your products. We all love them. So, you know, on top of that, we're a huge fan of Reggie and who he is as a human being. So that's that's a big part of it, too. And you can see that reflection in your food, Reggie. You're in your wife. Like, really, we can feel you guys now that we know you in the food so you've really put your heart and soul into your food and that's just such a cool thing to see from from a foodie perspective or an entrepreneur uh, such as myself is that that's what it's all about
2: yeah and you know i i look at myself as a foodie first um, and an entrepreneur second you know i grew up you know with a family of cooks not chefs just cooks and and as we used to say in mississippi we like to put our foot in it now that don't mean that we literally putting our foot and our corns down in the food but yeah (laughs) we are putting every ounce of love every ounce of our soul into our meals and i used to stay next door to my grandpa and my family used to always tell me baby when you cook make sure you do it with love make sure that people feel welcome in the kelly household and that's what we try to bring to tables all across the country um that's why just, I hesitate to just throw any old product on the market. I hesitate to do that because I know that that is a reflection of my family. It's a reflection of my kids since their names are on the labels. And I want to make sure that whatever we put out there has tremendous quality, um, tremendous flavor, and that consumers will really enjoy it. They will really enjoy the money that they spent on our particular brand of products. And therefore, we will not water anything down. We will not just try to put something on it just for the sake of making money. We want people to really, really enjoy the experience. And being that I want them to enjoy the experience, we have to make sure we go a long way to making sure that the products that we do put on the market are products that are going to be well-received. And anytime we get a compliment from you and Demario, that means a lot to us because we know you guys have been doing this for quite some time.
0: Well, and I think... um to take a step on that, um, further is that both you and DeMario were professional athletes in the NFL. And both of you have got into the food game in your own way, um, in ways that are true to you, you know, DeMario on the trucking side's always, you know, been involved in food from his jobs in high school, um, and long-term care homes to now living his dream of really wanting to, to get a fleet together to do food and food distribution. And you've sort of always loved food and, and now you're in that food game. And so it's just kind of a cool thing to see that there's always a next step in life. Just because you do one thing, it doesn't define you. You know, you, there's still more to life to being who you are than just what you started off doing. So I think that's one of the cool things. And I think it's so appropriate now to talk about because of what we're going through a lot of people's lives are going to change a lot of people's businesses are going to suffer our families are going to suffer and there's going to be some pivoting that needs to go on and so i really want to dive in with the two of you because i think there's a couple things um i think professional team athletes athletes that are professionals that play team sports and you know our military gives some of the best leadership and teamwork um, training there is if with the right coaching and the right leadership within those roles. So I really want to dive into, you know, what you guys think right now and creating hope and, and leadership and how some of your experiences and pivoting for both of you can help people through this situation. Now, Damari you want to okay. go first? <laughs>
1: I was hoping Reggie would go first. I was trying to <laughs> I
0: know that's the question. why I called you out. I can tell.
1: <laughs> that's okay. But, um, you know, in this time, man, you know, to be honest with you, I think if we, you know, I'm a visionary and, you know, I can tell that you guys all are. And as long as we are able, and Justin, you know this about me from working, you know, you know, on the, you know, um, on a day-to-day basis, you know, over the past three or four years, you know, I always have my mind set on the goal. What is the goal? And whatever it is that I have to do to get to that goal, that is what I need to do. And sometimes I may have to pivot. Maybe maybe I have to take a path that is a little longer. Maybe I have to take a path that is a little harder. But, you know, as as long as we as a team or we as a community or we as a company, as as long as we are able to keep our mind and our focus on the goal, I believe that that will, in the end, that creates a great leader for one. Uh, and, 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 and two, it's a, you know, it's a, it's the perfect formula for success. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I
2: totally, totally agree with you, Mario. And, and I, I also think just, just from a standpoint of leadership, I, I had a friend and I have a friend, he, he lives up in Cincinnati. Um, his name is Todd Gunger. And Todd wrote a book called Lead for God's Sake. He wrote that book over 10 years ago. And I remember having breakfast with him and one of my other friends by the name of Kevin Garrett. And we were speaking about, about leadership, leadership. And, and his heart was about just going around the country and, Talking to you know major colleges and coaches and teams about about leading 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 and his dream became a reality uh, where well, he goes and speaks to a number of different teams, number of different colleges, number of different coaches about leadership leadership because leadership is is something that's very necessary especially in the times that we live right now in and and, and his book lead for God's sake meaning you know God has given us all a degree of influence and it's up to us to use that influence regardless of what the situation may be so that we can be the appropriate leader um Frederick Duckley said if there's no struggle there's no progress um, a lot of times we learn our greatest life lessons through struggle through tough times through difficult times like we're going through right now where we may have to pivot and make adjustments But by us using the leadership qualities that the good Lord has already blessed us with, the resources that are around us and the good people that we have in our lives, then we can lead because God is dependent on us to lead, especially in times like this. There's so much negativity around us. It's easy to get negative. It's easy to look at things from the negative side of things and from a negative viewpoint. But you do have a, a, a select group of people. That despite the situation, despite the circumstances, they're going to stay positive because we as, as humans, we normally gravitate to, to some type of hope. And we have the right type of leaders that's going to give you that type of hope. Not a false sense of hope, but a reality in saying that we are, as Americans, we as humans can rally together, we can work together and we can overcome any obstacle that we may face. But it's up to us to do it together and do it with the right mindset. And I think that we have to do that. You know, my grandma told me a long time ago, this is somewhat off the topic, but yet it's still on the topic. She always told me, baby, don't put all your eggs in one basket. That's just a short way of meaning. Hey, you have to always use all of your gifts, all of your talents. Mm -hmm. And if things don't work out one way, you can pivot and do things another way. And by you doing it the other way, you can either win or you learn. Um, and, And I've been very, very fortunate to understand that I never lose in life. I'm going to win. When things don't go my way, I'm going to learn from it. And great leaders learn from tough times, learn when things don't go the way that they thought that it should go. They then put all their eggs in one basket and then they influence the next generation to learn from their mistakes, to grow and become even better. And I think that, that indicates what great leadership is all about.
0: And I agree with that. And one of the things that I love that you sort of touched upon, both of you guys, is that This is, there's still the goal, number one. Number two, it takes leadership to get there. And number three, it's hardship that forces us to grow. You know, every time something bad happens, on a smaller scale, if we're entrepreneurs, it's another opportunity to grow. This is just on a larger scale. And we have a lot of people we work with uh, right now that are coming to us and they're like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do and my sales are down 10% of revenue or 15% of revenue as of normal compared to last year and the stores aren't buying anything and why aren't they buying the products and it's really and I get the the panic, but it's really time to take a step back and pick your head up and look above your business a little bit. So play a little defense if you will, you know, cut your costs. What can you do? How can you simplify things? How can you balance out, if you're a restaurant, the employees so they all get a little bit of work if you're grab-and-go and and delivery where they're all still making a little bit of money where it's not only one person? So how do you balance that out so everyone's making money and you're making money to support your families? I think things like that. But really, if you take a step back, once you've settled that defensively and you look up and pick your head up and look around the field on what's going on right now, to use an analogy of football— there are options out there. There are new options. It's not like you just have one option to go to. You have many options on the field. So, you know, how do you grow your business right now? Maybe it's time to to take a step back and go into an R&D mode and develop some new products that you've been wanting to do. Or maybe it's time to really enhance your social media or really get out there and build your online store or work with your co-packer to to start preparing for for new product lines. You know, there's so many things out there that we can do that we don't just have to sit stagnant. We can continue to move forward and in moving forward that creates hope. You know, Denzel Washington gave this great speech and I can't remember at what college it was, but he talks about falling forward. You know, and that's what we need to do right now. We don't know what's going to happen, and we don't know if we're going to hit bottom and then bounce back up. But we need to fall forward because if we fall backwards or we don't fall at all, we're not making any progress. And so that goes back to Frederick Douglass where, you know, we have, in order to make progress, there has to be hardship. And so this is just one of those changes and in the food and beverage game. There's opportunities out there, but we just need to go back and get creative and the entrepreneurs that really take a step back and get creative lead in their businesses, communicate to everyone what's going on, figure out ways to, to commit and get involved in the communities. You're having people around and you have food anyway. There's probably a lot of ways to get involved in your communities. I know um, from our standpoint, we have a lot of opportunities to donate more food. There's still the homeless out there. There's still people in need that need food. You know, it's, you know, tweak the game a little bit and um, come up with a different strategy um, to win.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And so I want to ask you guys I mean, both of you guys. I want to talk about teamwork a little bit because I think it's so important, and, and both of you had the privilege of playing on more than one team, and now you're on teams in your business life. So tell me about your perspective of teamwork and how important it is and sort of how you guys see teams coming together.
2: Uh, well, you know, I, I guess guess for me, you know, uh, that, that's been a familiar, I guess, slogan or jargon that. We've always used, and, and you hear people still use it today, especially like little kids and little leagues, when we said teamwork makes the dream work. And that sounds so simple, but in essence, that's reality. You know, teamwork does make the dream work. And and, and in that phrase, everybody's not going to be a superstar when you really have a true team. You're going to have some people behind the scenes that's going to do a lot of the dirty work that's part of a team. You're going to have a lot of people that doesn't not necessarily get the credit that they deserve, that's part of a team. You can't be selfish. Um, Then again, you're going to have those who are out in, in the forefront leading the way. They're going to be the brand ambassadors, so to speak. But yet and still, we all are working together for the time we go, which is what you said, just to win. We're not in this just to get by. Uh, we're not in this just to to manage. We're in this to win. And so it is with life. You know, with my life, and, and for, for instance, I, I'm a man of God. And I'm in this thing to make sure that I win from a standpoint of a Christian, make sure I represent the good Lord the right way. So at the end, I win by going to heaven. So it is with business. I want to make sure that I do whatever it takes to put my team, put my business, also to put those who are around me who are learning from me in a position to win. And it does take a team. There is no long ranger in business as it is. There's no long ranger in sports or any corporation. We need people. And for those that think that they can do it on their own, um, that's a possibility. But it's going to take a lot of hardship and a lot of headaches. I would much rather learn my lessons from those who have been there before me, those who have a lot of wisdom where they can say to me, hey, you may not want to go this route. You may want to do it this way. Therefore, that particular wisdom will help the team get to our goal a lot quicker. So teamwork does make the dream work. And it's not always going to be everybody's going to be in the forefront. You can have a lot of people behind the scenes, but yet still, just because you're behind the scenes doesn't necessarily mean you're less important. We're all important on, on, on our mission to win. I totally get that,
1: and I totally love that. And I won't even touch on it because I want to bring another aspect to it. And, uh, and you know, to add, add to that, and to that, you know, I think in, in order for teamwork to really, be successful. I think, you know, to add to what you said, you also have to have buy-in. And when I mean buy-in, I mean from everyone within their team has to buy-in to the common goal, to the yeah. common vision. So, yeah. you know, so say you're on a team and, uh, uh, uh and, you know, it, the entire team has to have accountability for one another trust in one another and, you know, know and have the will to sacrifice to say, Hey, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get, to reach the common goal. Um, And, you know, and you definitely cannot do that by yourself, uh, you know, and, you know, to touch on this whole subject with, with leadership and doing whatever it takes, I want to bring in a little, personal example and a personal story and you know uh, Justin knows I love love my stories. So. <laughs> but um <clears throat> you know I had I had a big taste in on this subject early in my career, you know, my rookie year actually. Uh I came into the league um and I was you know I was you know, you know so I graduated from NC State and uh and I was drafted in the 5th round and I had a first round grade though. Uh, but you know, I, I spent most of my senior season, uh, hurt from surgery and everything. And so I dropped a little bit, my, my grade dropped. but you know, I went into my team, the the Saints, my first year, I went into my team thinking that like I had already arrived and that they owed me something, you know, I was immature of course, but, uh, you know, but uh, but you know, like you know, they got lucky to get me at, at this round, and uh, and so going into any situation like 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 that, you know, not being humble for one does not work at 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 all. I don't care who you are, um, and um, and so with that, I uh, <clears throat> I ended up getting hurt again, my rookie season, and I missed that entire season. And then I came back that next season and I started, you know, with the same kind of mindset, look, I'm going to come in and I'm going to be a pro polar, and I'm going to kill it. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be this all-around superstar. And my world was completely shocked, you know, um, at the training camp when Coach Payton said, hey, we're going to cut you. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm a draft pig. You know what is going on? How did I get cut? I'm a traffic. And then I really had to. Then I really had to do some soul searching. And then the day after, like the day after, he called me back and said, "Hey, you know, we want you to come and join our practice squad." And so I was only on practice squad for maybe three or four weeks. But you know that was a real shock to me because, you know, it's it's you don't hear about draft picks, you know, especially, you know, less well I would say any draft picks, getting cut. That just doesn't happen. But in certain situations and especially with certain teams and certain leaders, they don't care who you are. They don't care who you are. If 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 you don't help the greater good or the common goal, it doesn't matter. And uh and and so what I had to do uh, I had to buckle down, and I had to think. All right, well, Justin, is it? How can I help this team? What do I need to do to be able to fulfill my position and 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 reach that common goal? And so, what I did, I got with uh, assistant coach, and he taught me special teams. He taught me how to play. You know, I came in as a defensive tackle, but he also helped me learn more of defensive end. And so I ended up learning every position on the defensive line, um, and and I changed my body to be able to play all four of those positions. Then I learned punt and punt return. And after three weeks, I was on the you know I was on the normal roster, played the rest of the year, and we ended up winning the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So I have so I myself had a a slap in the face to say, hey, look, you're not helping us reach the common goal. You, you know, you are not accountable. You, uh, you know, because, you know, you have those times where you just want to show everybody what you want to do, what you can do. You're, you, you know, you're not doing your assignment because you want to make a play. And some coaches love that. Some coaches say, hey, look, you know, you left that gap open. You, you know, you let this guy – come through the block, and you're not doing your job. And so that just doesn't work for us. And I think, you know, I think everybody should come that way. So that's my take on teamwork. Um, you know, trust, accountability, and just, you know, always having that vision to the common goal. That was great. It was great, DeMario.
2: Great.
0: And it's so true, because I think a lot of us go into new situations, um, particularly now where, um, and I'm going to draw an example, um, is where we, even when we play sports, everyone getting a trophy type thing, everyone feels valued, even though they didn't commit to the overall goal. Or even if you lose, you get a trophy. And I think we're setting the wrong standards there. But what something I want to talk about um, on one of the things is the humbling effect and the willingness to be humbled. And throughout my life and, and playing soccer, I've seen athletes who – didn't get humbled when they were cut because they weren't team players and then they got into business and they wonder why their business ventures failed or they got fired from jobs because they still took that selfish um, the most important person on the team and everyone should value me attitude before they've even proven themselves number one to demario's point um but They sort of do that. And I myself have been there, of course, and and I've had my where I've gotten too big for my britches, for lack of a better term. And and it requires leaders who are going to be honest with us to have those hard conversations. When that guy, when he said to you tomorrow, you're going to get cut, he was doing the right thing by you. He could have just sugarcoated it and, and made an excuse, but he literally he just told you how it was and it was up to you to change it. And, and over time you started to realize it and then it happened again. And then, you know, you get into the practice squad and, you know, there's things that you could do, but you had to prove yourself and become part of the greater good. And so that's one. But the other part is, is I'm, I love leadership and anyone who listens on the podcast. And I know a lot of our followers have switched over to our second podcast called the Centurion Leadership Battalion um, is that I'm reading this book by Jocko Willink, I think I'm saying his name properly, called Leadership and, um, gosh, something, Strategies. Um, that's great. I can't remember. I had it in my head before, so now I just lost it. But um, one of the parts in the book, it talks about teamwork. And one of the things a leader must do is go around to every Person on his team that has any function towards his team success and let them know they're the most important part of the team they're the most they have the most valuable job they're the most important part of the team why because every person on the team is the most important person is the most valuable player because if they're not all doing their best and they're all not the most valuable player. There can't be success in the military. There's worse consequences than a loss, right? The loss is a greater thing, maybe even human life and losing a war or stuff like that. But on a sports field, it's, you know, if all the team members don't take their position seriously, no matter whether they're the superstar or not, there can't be a win, you know, and superstars don't always carry teams. And, you know, People talk about Michael Jordan all the time. They forget about Scottie Pippen. They forget about Dennis Rodman while he was there, and and some of those other guys that that were there during his years. He had a team of four other guys. It wasn't just Michael Jordan. And you know, and when LeBron James was in Miami, it wasn't just LeBron James. You know, he had Dwayne Wade. You know, and I'll and I'll draw some other things. And you know you have great players, but they still require a team, you know, and they require a good coach. And we could talk about Tom Brady, you know, possibly the greatest quarterback that has ever lived would be my opinion, but he had good team also. And he had a good coach that knew strategies and tactics and how to take Tom Brady's abilities and use them to win and put the right team around him. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. I think I just heard Tom Brady's going to Tampa Bay Um, But I'm, you know, I can't, there's no sports on anymore. So it's a little hard to watch sports when there's no sports on. Um, But I mean, that's one of the things we're talking about here, right? Is how do we as leaders put together the right teams and within those teams, letting everyone know they're important. But also if you're not holding up your end with the team and what's the vision of the company or the vision of the, the sports team or the vision of you know, your function in the military, that you're not going to make it. You're either going to get demoted, you're going to get put in a position that's less that you can succeed at, but you need to always, as a team member, drive to the goal that everyone's going toward and you're a leader once you go to, and every member on the team is a leader and has the chance to lead to Reggie's point, which... This is where I really want to connect the pieces together is getting through all of this what we're going through. it's going to require teamwork. It's going to require leadership, and it's going to require everyone knowing that they're the most valuable player in moving forward as humanity. Um, We want our businesses to get back up off the ground. We want our communities to thrive. We want to start money circulating in the economy to recover. It takes all of us that we're all important the way we spend our money, the way we circulate our money, the way we lead. I think it's all important. What do you guys think about that?
1: Yeah, I think you are absolutely correct. Um, you know, and I want to take the Tom Brady aspect. Um, I think and people hate it when I say this. Well, they can't believe that I say this, but, you know, in the past 10 years or whatever, I think the Patriots are one of the, probably the greatest team ever. And it's not because they've always had superstars. It's because they have complete team Buy in to the greater goal. I mean, for, you know, for for the common goal. You know, Brady. You know, he, he's he's he he is a fantastic leader to me, and I think he's so effective because he has buy in. When they are having a terrible game, and you see him like screaming on the sidelines, and he's in someone's face, and and he's in someone's face, that person never gets mad. He's he's like, Okay, my leader, my captain is asking me to do something. He's asking me to be accountable. He's asking me to buy in right now. Let me do that. Let me do that. And you know, you know, we you know, he's he's had wide receivers and everyone saying, you, you know, yeah, they're talented, but they're not the you know, they may not be the prototype. Wide receiver, where they're too small or too big or what have you. Let's just take a Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan came out of nowhere, but Chris Hogan was accountable. Chris Hogan, Danny Amendola, Julius, you know, a Julian Edelman. They they are extremely accountable. They are always working. You you always see them together in the off season, You know, posting their workouts together with Brady, or uh, you know, this year you know this game for instance this game you know the linebackers they tend to they tend to come up a little bit so chris hogan i know that if 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 you have a slant since 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 this this game the linebackers tend to inch up very quicker instead of running a 5 yard slant you're going to run an 8 yard slant this game and that, and to be able to account on him when I'm in trouble, I can pinpoint where Chris Hogan is going to be every single down because that's his job this game, and you know so I you know just just to add again you know to be able to trust someone and trust someone all in your team and hold them accountable you know without any kind of uh, uh i guess criticism is is just you know is
2: is is a, is a extreme benefit. Yeah, and 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 I, I think that, uh, like you said, Mario, basically how, how the Patriots have done things, I totally agree with you, man. It's just, it is, yeah. it really is a masterpiece. To be honest with you, how, and and in, in the NFL or in any professional sport, egos are a big thing. They are a big thing, and is everybody thinks they should be the star? Everybody thinks they should be starting. Everybody think they should get the recognition. And when you have great leadership and then the right type of team players around you, you see what can happen. Even if you don't have the most talented players, but you see the results. When you have the right type of leadership, the right type of team that's around you, usually that's going to equal some type of success, and it's going to equal the success that's going to be sustained for years and years and years. And I think that's the prototype of how things should be done in the NFL. But I think that's prototypically how things should be done just in life, regardless of what business venture that you're in. Um, I think that when you have the right leaders, you, you you can feel the energy when you come when you go into certain corporations, when you go into certain meetings, you can feel the energy, and a lot of that energy from the team that comes directly from the actual leader themselves, the actual, even whether it's the CEO the VP, the president, their thoughts, the way that they run their business, the way that they communicate with their team, it actually shows, and that energy is all around that particular corporation, and I think that it's important to have the right leadership because they're going to set the standard, not so that they're trying to demean or exert their leadership dominance over you, but that they embrace the team and they become a part of the team so that just because you are the leader or the owner doesn't mean that you can't be held to some type of responsibility as well. And I think when you put the right team around you, that's going to take the message that you have, uh, take the goals that you have, and then you work with your teammates sacrificing for the greater cause. Then as it is with the Patriots or as it is with successful successful corporation, those are the results that you're going to get. And I think it's it's always important to have great leaders, it's always important to have the right team, a team that's really gonna be willing to sacrifice for the good of whatever you're trying to achieve. And I
0: and I agree with that one hundred percent. And I think the humility there to understand that we're only as good as the team we surround ourselves with, each and every one of us, the leaders, the you know, no matter what our part is to play that that's important. And one of the things I, I just wanna point out amongst all the hardship You know, Michael Jordan got cut from his high school basketball team. You know, Tom Brady, I think, was like a third or fourth string quarterback in college before he decided to work through it and, and really train to become the caliber of quarterback he was. So through those hardships, they became great athletes, you know. Um, We talk about Martin Luther King and Nelson Mandela on a previous podcast. You know, Nelson Mandela was in prison for how many years before he rose to the greatness that he did? And while he was there, he humbled himself. He changed the way he looked at things and and dealt with things and led in a different way on a kinder, fresher basis, building relationships with people, including the guards in his prison. And so those are the type of things we're talking about here and, and sort of what Reggie and Damari are doing is now's the time to lead. Number one, we're in a hardship. So if you want to be a great leader, you know, it's formed in times. You're chiseled during these hard times, if you will. And you, But you've got to go out there and make the effort. And you can do that through your social media and things like that if you don't want to go outside. Like, start spreading a message. You know, start giving people hope, I think is the number one thing we can do as leaders right now because hope towards a goal of that we're going to get through this is just extremely important.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I I will say this, you know, just to add just just a couple more things to it. um, You know, a coach told me a long time ago something about leadership. He said, leadership is not the most popular thing, but it's the most necessary thing. Uh, Just because you're a leader does not mean that people are going to like you. It does not mean that people are going to, to, to like everything that you say and do but when you come with the right motive, with the right intentions, the right heart, they are respected, and people will follow great leaders because people know when you're being sincere, they can feel it. People can feel when you sincerely care about them, when you sincerely want what's good for the team, even if it means you have to turn up the heat on them, even if it means you got to poke and pride to get the very best out of them. I told my son this the other day. Um, I had a coach in Cincinnati by the name of Jonathan Hayes. Uh, Jonathan Hayes played 12 years. And um, the NFL played 11 of those 12 years, I think, with the Kansas City Chiefs and played one year with the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, I think, yeah, I think that's what he played. You know, I take that back. He played nine years with the Chiefs and three years, I think, with the Steelers. And Coach Hayes was a hard nosed coach. I mean, he got after I me. Mean, times I would make a mistake on the football field. He would run down the football field. I'm an an NFL pro. He would actually chase me down the football field, yelling and screaming. You can imagine the type of shock (laughs) that I felt being an NFL player and having the coach yell at me and scream at me. But I noticed one thing. Coach would always sit me down, talk to me. He would always tell me the reason why he's doing it. He would always explain to me, and and, and I could I could see it. I could feel it in his voice. He was really trying to lead me and bring out the very best in me, the very best in me, to the point where I told my son, I said, son, listen, I had a coach that used to work my butt and get after me even when I was in the NFL. And I said, when you have people like that that really care about you, you have to understand the reason why they're doing it. They're not doing it to bring out the worst in you. They're doing it to bring out the very best in you. And great leaders, great leaders bring out the best in their team. Not to demean them, not to down on them, but to bring out the very best. Because one day, who knows, they may be in a leadership position. And by them leading them can cause their particular team member to branch off. And so they can own their own business. They can be a great leader. They can be a great influencer. And so being a leader is not necessarily the most popular thing, but it's the most necessary thing. And we all need that regardless of where we are in life.
0: Well, and I love what you said, uh, Reggie, uh, just because I think we often misunderstood people pushing us, and and I know exactly what you're talking about. I used to play defense um, in soccer or outside midfield, depending on what team I was, and um, got to travel in Europe and all of that good stuff and play over there and had a lot of fun doing it. But I had this coach, and he would literally get so mad and yell at me. He'd start, like, literally foaming at the mouth, like get white spots down the side of his face because he'd be yelling at me so hard. And finally one day I'm like, what the heck, man? Like, I am by far the best defender you have. Like, I'm not understanding that I'm a team player. I, I lead the team. You have me as the team captain. Why are you yelling at me all the time? And so I really didn't get it until he said, because you have the most potential, you have the most potential to lead. And in that moment, it really was just like, okay, well now me getting yelled at all the time is a badge of honor. And it's an interesting thing because, you know, when I was a little kid, my dad was his coach and he used to get really wound up at me also, you know, about my potential and stuff like that. And, um... But you now understand why, you know, once that perspective changed, when someone's giving you attention or someone's on you, it means they see more in you than you've seen yourself right now. And it's time to step up and lead. You know, that's number one. Number two, what I love about you said talking about your son is we have a duty as leaders and people to pass on leadership and teamwork we don't teach it very well in school and we don't teach it very well at our universities what is leadership really and how do we become better leaders and how do we have better teamwork you learn it on sports teams if you play sports or or maybe some of the things but we haven't really we don't really dive into it so i feel like it's something as entrepreneurs as parents as people um that oversee people as our employees that we have an opportunity everywhere we look to promote leadership and talk about teamwork and and things like that because it is so important. Um what do you think, Demario? I love
1: it. Um you know, and I try to take you know, to to what you guys say, I try to take that same approach with my daughter and with my family. Uh and you know I would actually Give an example. This past few uh, few days, you know, due to the pandemic, you know, we've been in uh, we've been in quarantine and we've self quarantined ourselves, you know, and we've been kind of doing this process. I would say for about two weeks because you know we can't really take any. Chances with our daughter, because uh, you know my daughter, she has some slight lung issues. So whenever she gets sick or she gets like a cold, it almost all the time turns into a slight case of pneumonia. So if we, you know, so we have to be extremely careful with her. So uh, so with that, you know, we're always in the house and you know we're just enjoying each other. But you know, I still try to make sure that we stay active because you know we are a big family about going to the gym and we all go to the gym together. And uh, and we work out together as much as we can, even if it's in the garage or out, you know, outside or something. And so um, with that, you know, lately we've been kind of lazy, you know, just to be honest with you, you know, just you know, work and homeschool, and then, you know, you know, got that is time. It's like I don't feel like working out in the basement or working out outside. But I've noticed that. If I push the envelope or if someone pushes the envelope and, you know, yesterday, to be honest with you, it was our daughter. Uh, if, you know, if if I push the envelope to work out today, I can tell that the entire family follows suit um, awesome. and they and and they follow me. Well, yesterday, it's just a long day. It was gloomy outside. Everybody, you know, and, you know, whenever it's cloudy outside, you get a little you get a little mellow mood. You're just like, eh, I'm a little lazy today. And um, and yesterday, it was actually our daughter. She's like, Daddy, we got to work out today. What are you doing? And I'm like, Daddy, I. And, and so I told I right, maybe we just get today. No, Daddy, we got to do <laughs> yoga today. You said we're doing yoga. We're going to do yoga today. And she held me accountable. So we all got up around 730 And we had a forty-minute yoga session in the basement because my little girl led the way, and I, you know, and I've been trying to give her that kind of base for the, you know, ever since you know she's she's now in kindergarten. She just turned six, and you know, I've I've been trying to slowly build the leadership skills in her, you know, making sure she, you know, sticks to the certain things that we ask her to do, you know, again, staying accountable, uh, you know, helping her, you know, uh you know, be a trustworthy person. And to hold other people accountable as as well. If Daddy said I was gonna take you outside to to, to practice tennis or or to go and ride your bike, come and tell me. <laughs> and it's been, it's 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 just been awesome, and it's so awesome to see her grow, and just to see, you know, the the amount of leadership that I can pour into her in such a young age.
0: You're in trouble tomorrow. She has your drive and your wife's firecracker personality.
1: <laughs> she does. She really does. She is so determined. And it's so like, it's so man, you know, well, I'm going to tell you another story. We, um so she said that she, she was determined again to learn to ride her bike before her sixth birthday. And her sixth birthday was last Sunday. And so, uh, and so Friday, you know, she's like, daddy, let's go outside. I want to learn how to run my bike without training wheels, take the training wheels off. And I'm like, baby, it's not, you know, I don't think you're ready to, you know, I was kind of holding her back, you know, I'm, you know, because of caution and, uh, Reggie, I learned this about you from your last podcast. You said you love to proceed on the error. You, you love to error on the side of caution. I love that. I have been using it since I've heard, heard that podcast. But, you know, I was kind of holding her back because I didn't want her to take the training wheels off. And she did. And, and so I said, all right, well, I'm going to take the training wheels off. We, we did. And we spent three hours outside. I mean, I'm, I'm sweating and I'm running on concrete. My knees can't, can't take that anymore, but we did it. And she ended up, uh, and she ended up learning. And now today, you know, what is it a week later? And she can start and ride and go around the neighborhood, and she's like a pro now. And you know, just to see that little bit of determination pay off, and that and that drive and fire that she has inside of her, that you know, she, and you know, of course, she's learned that from us. Um, and it's just, you know, it's it it feels good to see that for sure.
0: Yeah. I heard that Demario about how nice the weather is there, and you guys are riding around your bikes. And while I'm out here recording with you guys in the middle of a snowstorm. <laughs> no, but <laughs> that's all I could hear. I, I lost track of everything else. I just heard like riding around the bike, and it's nice outside. And I'm and I'm sitting here podcasting in the middle of a snowstorm. But but in all honesty, I think Demario's point is really that. This is an, also an opportunity to lead in our households and, mm-hmm. and create the opportunity we're all stuck inside. You know how can we do things to lead within our families? How can we create opportunities for our family members to lead as well and follow and learn just to follow? You know, I have a pretty type A personality. And, but you know, one of the things I have to do with my family is just lead. You know I have two stepdaughters and Deborah, so I'm outnumbered here and um when it comes to the male female ratio so you got to learn to follow a lot right you know i with things i like to do and things they like to do are sometimes different although we always find commonality and you know last night one of my stepdaughters maddie she got to lead in picking out dinner and and making something she had learned while she was just in south america running around for 3 months since she graduated early from college and so we have a full household here. We have uh, Zoe's home from college because they closed CU Boulder. And our boyfriend's here a lot, uh, John. And then Deborah's sister's in town for the week, um, which is now going to turn into much more than a week. And so there's a lot of us in the household but we're all sort of, everyone's sort of taking on their own thing in the house, and, and taking on their leadership roles, and and things that they like to do, and take pride in, and it's very interesting, the dynamic that's going on. I actually made a joke, because we were like all walking through the house, and it was like a Beatles album cover, where we're all in a line for, I think it was the White Album, or maybe Abbey Road is the album, and, um, and it's just a cool thing that's going on, right? We're spending all this time together, but we're also leading in our own ways. Like sometimes someone wants to do dinner, or someone wants to clean the house or the kitchen, or someone wants to play a game. And there's just this opportunity here. We're working out a lot. We have a gym in our garage. So we're all working out a lot. And there's, you know, to keep ourselves busy on top of trying to keep up with normal day life. So I think it's a cool thing that's going on.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And um so Demario and Reggie, do you guys want to add anything else um before you guys get off? I want to give you guys the opportunity to to talk about anything that you guys feel that would help anyone out there and, and giving hope.
2: Damario, what you think? You guess something?
1: Well, the only thing I, I would like to add um is is one thing that we didn't really hit on is to, you know, you can also learn how to lead from other leaders that may sometimes seem as if it's competition. So, you know, if you, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of an example, but, you know, I've always, you know, let's just say someone who let's just stay, stick with football, someone who plays the same position as you and you take it as, you know, and they are in a better position or, you know, let's, let's just say they are a starter and you are a backup. I have been there before. And I had to learn a lot from the person in front of me in order to get to where I needed to go. Even if he, you know, but, you know, if you really think about it, though we're on the same team, we we play the same position and I want your position. I want to take your position. So we are somewhat competitive in, you know, in a competition state, how do I get there? How, how do I get into that starting position? You know, how, how do I take that, you know, how, what do I need to do or how do I need to prove myself in order for me to get my food products on the, you know, um, you know, on the floor or, or, you know, I don't know how it works, so Reggie helps me, but you know, you know, say Kroger, how do I get that main spot so everyone can see my brand? Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 I think there's extreme benefit in learning from the competition and you know, in in order to get to where you want to be. Excellent,
2: excellent, Mario. And um I guess I, I will follow up by you know, by by saying this in in this particular time, this particular season that we're in, you know, there's a lot of you know uncertainty that we're that we're facing. Um but I, I heard a, a leader say this. He said, I Don't necessarily focus on the process but right now, focus on the prize. Don't necessarily focus on the problem, but keep your eyes on the promise. You know, um, I've heard coaches say it, and we've heard a lot of people say it over the years, trust the process. And I, and I think that is very key to trust the process. Um, but in certain situations, I don't necessarily think we should trust the process because when we look at the problems, when we look at the process, sometimes we can get our, our eyesight can get cloudy because of all the negativity that's around us. Sometimes we need to have hope and believing in what's going to happen believing in the prize that we're going to achieve if we keep our eyes on the prize and if we keep working towards the prize. A lot of times our blessings are wrapped up in so many uncertainties. A lot of times our blessings are wrapped up in challenges. You know, sometimes, you know, people give up right at the moment when they was about to get their their breakthrough. And because I think a lot of times we do tend to give up, when we focus so much on the process the process is, is a lot of times wrapped a lot differently than we think it should be wrapped it comes in different shape forms and fashions um it comes in different shape forms of difficulties surprises uncertainties challenges heartaches pain and that process can skew our vision but during times like this i think it's very important to keep our eyes on the prize and that would give us hope and as my buddy terrence and I always said, as regards how many interviews I do, Chance Matthews told me something that has stuck with me and it will always stick with me. He said, Reggie, regardless of what happens if you do the little things right, the big things will always follow. So it's important for us to lead. That's a little thing that's going to always give us big things. It's important for us to be the right team players because we do those little things by sacrificing, being selfless instead of being selfish, um, buying in, you know, doing those little things right, then the big things is going to occur. We're going to get success, but let's not be cloudless. Let's not let our vision get, get clouded by the process that we got to go through, by the trials, by the tribulation that we're facing. Because one day if we stay steadfast, and we continue to work through it and not give up, uh, we're going to win, and winning is the ultimate goal. Amen.
0: Awesome. Thank you guys very much for for taking the time today and taking time away from your families um, to jump on the podcast. So I really appreciate you both.
2: I thank you so much, and uh, you know it's, it's been a pleasure just just getting to know you, the two of you guys, uh, the Mario and Justin, is, is, you know I have a lot of stuff that I want to learn from you. Uh, I want to grow together, want to continue to build together, want to establish a great relationship and continue to influence and affect as many lives as possible. And I just want to let you guys know I appreciate the opportunity to to build a relationship with you and appreciate the opportunity to do this podcast today as well.
0: Awesome.
1: Absolutely.
2: Thank you guys. And,
1: you know, uh, you know, my sentiments are the exact same to both of you guys. I look up to you and just, you know, very excited to keep learning and listening to you both.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I look up to you guys too, uh, tomorrow, to your point and, not because you're both taller than me, but because I literally look <laughs> up to you guys. <laughs> so, but, uh, but um, no, I really appreciate it And I love you guys and I love your attitudes and the way you guys look at the world and, and the greater goals in life and food really is just a vehicle by which we can help the world and help the people around us. And, you know, right now, I really appreciate that you guys got on because I think it's just so important that we give people hope right now and, and let them know there are other people like them out there that are continuing to move forward and continuing to run their businesses and continuing to lead their families, that this, this is not the end. This is just a new beginning, and I think it's pretty, pretty cool that you guys see it the same way, so I really appreciate that you guys came on and you guys also help continue to give me hope
2: absolutely absolutely so we're in it together we're in it together and i appreciate you guys and thanks so much again for this great great opportunity and and, and, and we didn't mention it but I, but I look forward to also getting together on the food and beverage uh Summit in june look forward to that opportunity as well that'll be a, a blast and we can't wait to attend
0: yeah so and i wonder reggie is one of our going to be one of our speakers so um, anyone in the audience who's coming to the Food and Beverage Entrepreneur Summit um, I'm trying to convince Demario to MC the event with me I'm, I'm, I'm having to push him a little bit that's why I'm getting him <laughs> on the podcast so much I'm getting him comfortable in front of people but um, Reggie You're- is going to be <laughs> one of our motivational speakers and, and talk about his life and and I don't really know what he has in store. I'm sort of giving him a blank slate, so I'm very excited to see freebies. what he comes up with, but it's going to be, gonna be pretty some, awesome.
2: We're going to be giving away some freebies, right, Justin? Some free yeah. giveaway, some free barbecue sauce. Come yeah, on, we gotta, there you we go. We
0: I know, and and actually, Reggie, uh, the the other thing that I think everyone should know is that we have an internal leadership uh, group at Food Service Partners, and our book for um, the book we've picked for May is actually Reggie's book, so... Um, anyone who's out there, you want to look up Reggie Kelly and the book that he has. Um, I've already read it, so I know how good it is. I read the books before I give it out to the leadership group, but I'm pretty excited for our whole leadership team at Food Service Partners to read that book, so it's going to be a cool experience, um, especially since we all know Reggie. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Well, I'm, excited. Okay. And I'm excited. I'm excited about the opportunity to come and just Enjoy talk. Give a little bit of insight about my background. Um, like I said, we like to have fun as well. Like to do giveaways, and like always, love to meet new people. Um, and then seeing, you know, the success stories that's out there is always encouraging to see things from different perspectives. How other entrepreneurs tackle challenges, and and just to see them flourish as well. So, my wife and I were excited about the opportunity, Justin. We appreciate the invitation. We know Demario is going to do a great job emceeing, right, Demario?
1: Absolutely, I sure will.
0: <laughs> now it's it's out there in the world, Demario. There's no turning back now.
1: There's no turning back now. You guys can expect to to have me as an MC. Um, I try my best. I, you know, I'm the type of personality. I I like to be in the background, but you know, it's it. it it seems like Justin and this Falcon over here is just gonna <laughs> push the envelope. So I'm only.
0: <laughs> I know you could look at it this way. I could be running up it down the field, foaming at the mouth, and yelling at you to do it. But instead, I kind of just kicked you in the pool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
0: so but one of the things that i think is so great and this is just serendipitous this didn't happen is we were really going to focus the summit on collaboration anyway and like that's what it's going to take for us to survive this as entrepreneurs and as human beings and even within our families like it's teamwork we're going to need to collaborate on how to move forward and grow forward and you know so it's all sort of coming together well and i couldn't you know, the amount of people that are reaching out and, and wanting to to attend and taking interest and ac- asking questions. I mean, it's extremely humbling. I really, I was like, when I sent the thing out, I expected like 50 to a hundred people. And now still, even with all of this going on, we have over 600 people who have signed up. So it's kind of cool experience and um, it's really, you know, no pressure on, on it. I'm like, Holy crap, this thing's going to be um, pretty amazing But, you know, it's about it's a good chance for all of us to figure out how to work together, work together as entrepreneurs, create new products, promote each other, things like that, because we are going to have to come out of this and we do need to help each other. And we do need to find teamwork and, you know, realize that even though we're competitors, like DeMario said, we're all still trying to get to the same goal. And I think that's really important. And in some ways being competitors and I'll compare Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi is that in that competition and trying to push each other to be the best um, and be the best in the world they both became greater so you know that's one of the things that we need to look at here we may be able to push each other or we may be competitors but we also are going to push each other to be greater and I think that's Part of what needs to go on here and holding each other accountable and working together is there's the greater goal of getting through this, starting the economy again, building our food and beverage businesses or businesses in general. So, but we need help and we're going to need to work together to do it. And we can have, there's a difference between friendly competition and and negative competition. And in this case, friendly competition is okay because we're going to push each other to be better. Um, especially in the food and beverage space. Absolutely. Absolutely. So everyone, thank you for listening in again. And um, thank you guys Demario and and Reggie for coming on and, and taking your time today. And everyone, please, if you like what we're doing on the podcast, please share it with a friend, please pass it on, on social media, spread hope right now. I think it's important. That's what we're trying to do. That's why I'm recording so many podcasts right now. I'm just trying to get positive messages out there and you guys aren't alone. We're all going through the struggle. Uh, Anyone who's in the food and beverage space is struggling as well as anyone outside of that space. So you're not alone, but we are trying to create hope and there is hope out there. Um, And there are positive ways to look at what's going on in terms of pivoting and building your business and creating better teams and learning leadership skills, so on and so forth. So thank you, everyone.